2: It took me a long time to get here. Both players have, have spoken with each other and they regret what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other and they're, they're, both of them are keen to, to you now focus on getting back their county jerseys. But these fellas will get such a f-ing shit shock next Saturday evening that
0: we'll put them back in their dances for f***ing years. So, lads, on, on Saturday, I was unbelievably enthusiastic about Gaelic football. I watched Kerry. Put on a masterclass, incredible uh, forward play, incredible kick passing. And the kick passing was something that stood out um, to me because like Kerry went to the dark side last year, as, <laughs> as we know, and it uh, didn't work out too well for them. Then I turned on Donegal versus Tyrone. Usually a bit of a bore fest, let's be honest. Uh, I'm thinking Colly Kavanaugh of the 2016 Ulster final. Uh, like, I mean, it was one of the arm wrestle, I think, is how you describe <laughs> it. This was almost like a different sport, Collie. Um,
1: yeah, look, uh, a breath of fresh air probably from from, from everyone's point of view. Um, some really really good football playing both end games. Um, obviously, the Kerry game probably not much of a contest, but you know some of the some of the slick play was was, was a joy to watch. Um, thrown down a goal, yeah. You tip, you, normally it's a shadow boxing. Nobody, everyone's afraid to make a mistake. Everyone's afraid to lose the ball. But I was pleasantly surprised to see that you know the balls were being moved in sharp. Um, there still was that. Uh, I suppose a wee bit of defensive emphasis on the game, but a lot more positive play from from Trone especially and although it came out of the wrong result um, so it was, still, it was still nice
0: to see well, Definitely nice to see We have to talk about David Clifford before we go anywhere because I usually do performance of the weekend in part three but we're just going to give it to David <laughs> Clifford uh, nice and early just uh, a bit of a, a freak like I mean this is senior football and he almost looks like he's an under 21 playing under 16 just even his physique even the way he's just brushes past uh, players it's just as weird this lad's 22 Johnny
2: Dyle Yeah it's, it's just it's incredible really like you, you put yourself back in that situation like when you, when you were 22 and you were nearly, you know, apologising for being in the team, you know, you just tried to settle in and find your way around you. Yeah. And like, we we're watching this guy for the last couple of years putting on performances like that. But, you know, he was just phenomenal. He was just unmarkable at the weekend and um, everything he did, like, and, you know, even even the his wonder goal, you know, to even have the, the whereabouts to just drag it back and just, you know, tap it in. It's It's something you'd be maybe doing in the back garden when you were a young lad, trying it anyway. Um, and, you know, we talk about coaching And, you know, you've often, you often hear people saying no, Oh, we're, we're coached out of it I don't think you can coach that sort of thing I think that's just no. a player that's obviously huge confidence But to have the, the mindset You know, most of... The vast majority of players, including myself Would have went down on that ball And by the time you got it into your hands You might be lucky to box it over the bar yeah. You know, but he didn't He's, He just has that creative, creative play And do you know what? Isn't it great to see it? Um, I know there's people around our club would be shouting normal. Well, you go down do well, you know, it. bend your back, <laughs> bend your back. <laughs> but ah, uh, oh, what a what a finish! And uh, you know, he's just a joy to watch. You just you, you you just watch Kerry just to look at him, and and then you know throw in the brother then that's beside him. Uh, what, what a performance at the weekend. Well,
0: well, well that was the thing the brother deserves a shout out as well Collie because like I mean his first goal like you know he opened his whole body to slip it in on the inside of his boot to the far side and then whipped it back you know you see it in soccer an awful lot and that technically that's a very difficult thing to do especially a, you know you'd expect David one of the real elite forwards to do a fin- make a finish like that but he did it kind of as a he's more of a natural centre forward or wing forward so he clearly had it was actually funny the two Cliffords put the goalie the wrong way for all three of their goals.
1: Yeah, look, Potty actually, you know, really, really direct and very, just, he was oozing confidence, you could see that he, he he was oozing with confidence and you, you have to be playing with confidence to, to finish like that for sure um, and, you know, put in a serious performance actually would have been up there for, for a man match had David not probably produced what he, what he had done um, and, like, I suppose, touching back into David and, just, like, it was an absolutely crazy performance from him for, what, 54, 55 minutes and, I suppose I remember watching him a couple of years or years back in the minors, and he was walking through men, pushing them out of the way, being able to scored well, and thinking that's, that's all going well and ground at minor level. But once you step up, big glad you're going to get a, a rude awakening. There's going to be some hardy boys and 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 teams that are going to be able to push you out of the way and not let you do that. But he's he's taking it to higher level. His physique looks incredible. Um, obviously skill sets there, and yeah, you know, it was going to be very very hard to. To, to handle it going forward in the in the coming weeks and coming months he definitely definitely,
0: and it was interesting how he celebrated he didn't celebrate his most spectacular one or his cheekiest one the third one but he celebrated the first two one was a routine palm into the net for him the other was a great goal he celebrated these like these are in an all around final like I mean it is a, it, it did show the kind of mindset carrier are in and, and, and Collie's right Clifford's arms and he, he looked like he was an even bigger man than he was last year
2: Yeah well I suppose there, there's, there's two talking points there one is you correctly said the celebration but you have to remember Kerry are after shipping a lot of sticks since last year Big time um, you know everywhere everywhere to go like and you know whatever about the national media you know you know yourself calm down around Tralee and Killarney there's nothing talked about more than, than football and these boys are hearing it, you know, if they're only heading down to the park or going for a walk, there's somebody letting them know that that, that performance last year. So they're after shipping a lot of a lot of criticism. Um and, and I suppose maybe that sort of you know throw that monkey off the back and, and you know carry her back. And I know it's very early and you know it's, but they were awesome at the at the weekend and um, you know, I, I suppose he's he's uh I like a lot of players over the 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 lockdown you know I suppose it's it's what what way you took it you could use it as a, an opportunity um to to really hone in on one aspect of your physical development uh you know be it be it the strength aspect or your condition aspect a lot of players have done that some maybe haven't done it as much as others um you know because I suppose it, it, you have to be in the mindset, a singular mindset to do it over a long period of time and come back. But certainly at that level, you know, he, he's certainly been in the gym. Uh, you, just, you can see it. And without losing any of that, that you know, he's, he never looks to be flying, but he's gliding. And yeah. he he saw it with the left foot when when you're able to hold off the man next thing he saw him with the right foot he, he's just he, he's a, he's a beast of a man that just seems to be getting you know you, you, he seems to be at a level and he said well that's him now maxed out and next thing there's another performance and um, yeah he, he's he's the, phenomenal the big thing the big thing with him is that you're saying
1: Johnny is that he's been he's, he's also been hitting the gym over the period and really got his physique on and um, I remember standing beside him over the last number of years and thinking. He is actually quite a big lad, tall, and, you know, he seems to have brought that on another level now. But the key from what, what I can see is that he's done that, but, as you say, ret- retained the skill level. Um, and some in football nowadays, like too carried away with going to the gym five days a week and not focusing on, on the skill set. And he seems to have got the balance really right there at the moment.
0: Yeah, no, he definitely... I met him before as well, maybe three years ago, back when you were allowed to handshake each other. And I remember shaking his hand and... Uh, like, his hands are huge. They're enormous. And he was towering over me. You'll be surprised how big he he actually is in person. I want to know where Kerry were training, lads. There's loads of isolated pitches out, <laughs> out in Kerry. Like, they looked slick. This is three weeks training. Galway looked like a team who, who had done nothing for... For whatever five months, mm-hmm. Kerry looked like they were absolutely flying. Peter Keane would won a quote of the year already um, i don 't think i 'll ever ring Peter Keane for an interview on this show. just I think i 'd tear my hair out um, he just takes Jim Gavin kind of you know brush brushing any kind of uh, spotlight. Um, often. He takes it to new levels. He says the result could have gone either way, just as handily. Like, so, I mean, an absolute demolition demolition job. Uh, but he, I suppose he did say something like smarter than after that. He says, in normal circumstances, we would have had a game like this behind closed doors as a challenge game with another county. And Collie, like, we've all been involved in challenge games like that in pre-season, which, you know, it, it, it could be a hammering and you think no more of it. But now it's on television and we're, you know, the temptation is there to read more into it, potentially. Potentially than than we should.
1: Yeah, look, uh, I think Peter King was for doing the usual cliche talk. Uh, and that, what do you say after a game like that? You know, you you can't really say anything for right or wrong. Uh, if you say that we were brilliant today and uh ring was great and we played some brilliant football, teams ran right to get you. Um, and if you throw out the lines of, uh, yeah, that kind of that could have been a lot closer. and It was a real tough game. Then, <laughs> do you know what I mean? People are, are, are sort of not taking that either. So. Um, yeah, look, challenge games—you you could have had, could have read something in that—and um, that you've had these games and nobody says anything. And but yeah, it's in the spotlight, and it's there to be seen? But like, taking no, taking no uh, nothing away from the from the game itself. Look, Kerry have really hit the ground running. Yeah, I'd it's
2: would uh, Joyce would have liked it to be a, a challenge game because he could have taken half to, or most of the team off at of half time and run in the second team. <laughs> and <to the> listen, <laughs> we were watered down. You know, it wasn't much because they yeah. were... Yeah. They have a lot of soul searching to do this week. Um, you know, they shipped a serious, serious um, beating at the weekend, and you know, you feel for Pory Joyce. Um, you know, it, it, it started great for him, um, and then the lockdown came, and you know, couldn't get back to the pitch for the championship. But you're thinking maybe it's just just a, a speed yeah. bump on the road. And um, but yeah, there's a lot of questions to ask of, of that Galway yeah. team. And yeah. the, I'm the sure stre-
1: it's a strange one. It's a strange one because we played obviously one of my last few games in the throne shirt was we played Galway. Um, they hammered us and, they, 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 they hammer and they, they've probably took I think that was the heaviest defeat thrown ever ever um, had in a, in, a, in a game and uh, like I remember thinking that day coming on I think I would taken off at half time and very angrily went off and sat in the silk on the benches. but <laughs> at the same time I remember watching the second half going there's not going to be many teams who are going to stop Galway this year yeah. um, and they were probably just unfortunate that the lockdown came because they were absolutely flying everyone they seem to have a real good system of play. We I remember offline made fairly defensive against them given the threats they had. The they broke us time you know, time and time again time and time, and time again. So they seem to have as I say, succumbed to the, the lockdowns and just haven't really kicked off again since that.
0: Yeah, no, they definitely haven't. We'll talk about a little bit in part two about what Galway can potentially do. Um, you know, and that's two embarrassing losses for them against Mayo last year and now against Kerry. Um another one, Collie, for you is what did Paul Donaghy do to piss Mickey Hart off? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah seen some seen some of these uh some of these comments over the last uh the last uh, few days look Paul Donny, uh, I, i've known him for a good number of years and he's a young lad he came in, he used to play for a club in Dork up here yeah. um and was always a fairly good player but like, even when we would have played him we would have been we would have been playing against him regularly year on year and he was a good player but never you know stylish and was able to score but never had any, you know couldn't have really stood him out. McCurry, Dorn McCurry and whatnot, was always a standout player for Indoor. He subsequently moved it again, uh, one of the local clubs last year, and they ended up winning the, the throne championship. And he was, look, he was unmarkable. He was just, you know, he was doing what he'd done there at the weekend. He was getting the ball, uh, scoring from absolutely everywhere, uh, couldn't miss. He's just a really, he's a bit like Clifford in a way. He's, he can solo off the right and left. He can kick with both feet. Yeah. At the weekend, he probably just didn't, he had no fear. Uh, he went into that game, and just talk about scuffling now one of the big plus points i think from seeing him at the weekend is his free taking and knowing knowing him from club football that he he's able to to, to hit freeze fairly comfortably and something that probably a throne health probably struggled with in the yeah, last you needed of years. That, yeah so i think that'll be my ma- it'll be a massive plus point mickey i think did ask him in last year from what i can from what i'm hearing and the great thing that he actually did get asked in for uh whether it was a trial or to come in on, on board of the team um, after his club performances, but look, you know, he's he's come back in this year and. Like what a, what, what a way to start it, but in the same way he's gonna be heavily
0: targeted now, probably going forward in this number of weeks. He will he will like I mean what I, even his last score off the outside of the boot, like he did a cheeky little solo with the left before he did it. Like you don't yeah. really need to do that. That's like that's mugsy levels of look what I'm able to do. Yeah. Like
2: I lo- I love that about him. And and on your debut as well. Like yeah. I mean, you know, whatever if you're maybe a season campaigner and you you try a few of these things. But um I think I think it's a it's a it's a good point that, that you may call him. Um, In regards to, you know, he played with that freedom, no pressure on him, you know, um, could have been here before, wasn't here before, see how this works out.
0: I remember my debut, Johnny. Oh, and I remember mine. (laughs) I I will take that young no pressure thing after your debut but the, your debut is I felt uh, unbelievably yeah. nervous and under pressure on my debut I, d- I do accept that then the few games after that you know you get the pass as being young but it's not pressure from the outside it's pressure that you feel to prove yourself
2: Yeah and and, and I, I agree with you I, I was the same and, and you know you wrap yourself up and you nearly play the game before you play the game and it normally doesn't work out for you but I suppose sometimes with a young lad and they're, they're um, maybe few and far between but maybe go in with that open mindset and say listen we'll, we'll see how this goes if it, you know I'm no worse off it doesn't work out and just play with that free expression it doesn't happen too often but when it does happen I think you see something like um, like you see, you saw yesterday um, I suppose the challenge is now you know here we are um, we're talking about him and every other team is going to be talking about him so that's the challenge for, for, for him now is to be able to be able to you know play around that when I'm not able to do this what else have I got in the locker and, and that's going to be his challenge yeah. but what a performance
0: yeah absolutely yeah, I, it, one, he, one of us go on go ahead
1: no, I, I did just think one of his one of his big skill set is that he kicked with both feet. It's very, he's, he will be very difficult to mark, and that he will be he can turn on the left on right foot, like Clifford and whatnot. In these guys, and like I think it, you know he will get a bit of attention going forward, but uh, he will be difficult enough to, to to handle. I think part of it probably comes from the even possibly the setup too. I've probably said them look go out and express yourself. Don't worry about making mistakes. Go out and have a go, and look that's you know that that's sometimes just nice in itself to be sold. Don't worry about this, you know giving the ball away. Don't worry about doing making mistakes. Just go and play your football and see where it takes you. And yeah. it looked like he'd been told he'd been sort of told out of them
0: It did. It definitely did. He's definitely one. I, I think he he looks a bit like uh, Connor McKenna too. do they look a little bit similar? Do they have a similarity about them? I don't, I'm not too sure, but they definitely <sighs> is something like that. Come here. I want to talk about Michael O'Neill's sending off lads because as far as I'm concerned, it was a very harsh sending off. It was a very it was a warranted first yellow. His second yellow. He swung across um, uh, McHugh and McHugh was going past. Now, he didn't get him inside his arms, you know, where you get it in the belly and that's really sore. Um, He swung across him. Now, McHugh had been getting dogged the whole day. McHugh was very, very pissed off. He was visibly pissed off that his runs were being blocked. It was miler on him. And it looked like Michael O'Neill was over tormenting Morgan and making sure they weren't getting, you know, a head up of steam or whatever. So he got a a, a warranted first yellow. The second yellow, now this is what I, for me it wasn't another yellow, but Ryan McHugh stitched him up. Now, do we forgive Ryan (laughs) McHugh who's getting dogged the whole way, like Ryan McHugh fell on the ground and you know the way you kick your leg on the ground like you're in excruciating pain and you know this, oh, so... Ryan McHugh did it. Do you blame Ryan McHugh for doing it considering he was taking a lot of
2: punishment? Um, probably not. Um, now, I've never done it myself, by the way. I have, but I'm not going <laughs> well, for so that. So have I. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose, look, at, uh, McHugh was, you know, obviously had a word with the linesman. How long are you going to look at this referee? How long are you going to look yeah. at this? And next thing, a challenge comes across and I will say, he's thinking, here, I'm after having a word with you. You need to make a decision. And, you know, I, I, I won't sort of blame... Uh, McHugh for he was going at fairly fair tilt when he got hit um, but and it did look probably a lot worse than it was yeah. In I won't use maybe the acrobats that were around it because the two feet went nearly as you know up in the air and it looked worse than it was I thought at first until I saw it back I thought it was a closed fist that he was after getting it into the ribs um, where you'd say well look it, you know that's you can't do that but looking at it the second time it was a bit but I think that, that it was more to do with Ryan McHugh and I, I, I doubt, you know, McHugh doesn't strike me as the type of player that goes on for any, you know, that jumping around or messing or...
0: Uh, he's fond of it now. He does take yeah, a lot he, of He punishment.
2: does. and He does. Because I think his game, a lot of people like, you know, when he's driving forward as we've seen him so often in the past, you know, he gets on the end of the ball um, and, and is very effective and I suppose you know you'd be fed up lads trying to say you know teams are going to say you stop his run at source so he's going to go and every time he's been pushed back stopped so yeah. you know I'd say he was majorly pissed off yeah yeah
0: <laughs> well that's it what's, what's your yeah. take like I mean for, even from a Tyrone to- point of view McHugh had a chance to get him sent off and he took it Collie do you blame him?
1: no not at all um, and I'm not sure he- I don't know maybe I, I've never done in my career where you're deliberately trying to get somebody sent off or by yards and whatnot but an awful pursuit from around the key point of view um, you know Conor Meyer has marked him now the last number of years which when we met Donegal and I think near enough every time Meyer has nullified him and really put him off his game and you're probably right Johnny he's probably was going over and giving off to the umpires and linesmen and stuff and re- referees with how he have been treated and yeah look he's you know, he, he didn't have an impact in the game that he probably wanted, and um, when that challenge came in, yeah, it frustrating went down, um, made a wee bit of a meal of it, I didn't think it was a second yellow when I watched it, I thought it was a fairly soft challenge, and Mike was very unlucky to get that second yellow um, but, look, you know, I don't, not that I definitely don't blame Ryan McHugh for doing what he did but, um, you know, it's probably just a result of this whole day is going against me, and I, now someone's hit me a bit of a tackle, and, uh, you know, I've been abused all day effectively, and. Uh, frustra- frustrations coming
0: out of it. Yeah. No. Well, that's it. I think. Yeah. I think that's it. I don't blame uh, Ryan McHugh and I don't blame Michael O'Neill because Jesus, you ha- you are entitled to slap at the ball as somebody's going past you. It wasn't in the ribs. It wasn't in the belly, which they're 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 nasty ones. Yeah. We know that. I have to yeah. laugh at Michael O'Neill's first yellow though because he he had a justified first yellow. He bloody rugby tackling uh, Morgan as he was trying to get up the field. Amazingly, Morgan wrestles him back and he gets the yellow. This is this is one of the most consistent thing in the GE have spoke about this on the show so many times a defender can blackguard you Johnny and you push him back you'll go down wrestling the two of you you'll be like get off me get off me or you you're whatever and you get the yellow and he gets the yellow yeah. like I
2: mean when is this going to change to say who's the aggressor in this yeah and normally you know, if it's a corner forward and a corner back you get the full back and the goal he said that's there's two mad <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. so yeah. like you know I, I, I love the day that I didn't have a corner back or a, a half back mauling at you because yeah. uh, I never went looking for it No, I often got embraced, you know you get caught up in it because you don't want to scene to take a step back exactly or, and you'd be hoping it wouldn't come to a fit fist fight because you were definitely going to be second but you know I, 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 that's one of the things that I would have you know you see and I, maybe referees are saying listen I'm going to just book these two lads um, and set down a marker and but yeah it's it, it's one I would feel that you know you've got to be sure you're given what you're given a uh, um a yellow card for in those situations because yeah. very seldom I think a forward will will go looking for it. You get the odd time maybe, but when two lads are, are like that, it's normally the defender trying to trying to stop the yeah. run of the forward or stuff like that. So
0: and and, and that's it, Colly, especially in Ulster football. But in any football, if you allow that to happen, you're seen as a soft touch and a weakling. So you, like, Morgan, has to get get into that wrestling match. But like uh, Morgan doesn't deserve that
1: yellow. No, I, I think it's a bit of a cop out from the referee. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in a way because. There's man, there's umpires seeing it. Uh, the referee sometimes can be can be maybe his head turned the other way and maybe doesn't see it till later on, and then the two guys are embro- embroiled in it. But you're probably right in that he, he has to identify who's the aggressor, who's actually kicked this off and really went for the other person. The other person ultimately defends himself. And, um, as you say, can't sort of stand off. But if you, I've seen times where uh, you know, the forward maybe is just laying the ground, he's got pushed to the ground lay there with defender on top of and they get up and get two yellow cards and you're <laughs> saying what is it what is it forward to getting a yellow card here for so yeah like that's been gone for years so i think the on may need to be a bit cuter in terms of advising the referee on that one to say look you know defender was the aggressor attacker was defending himself or whatnot or what and try and book that book the aggressor and leave it at that but that's i said that that's been on for years and smartly because you know uh, depending on who's got a card at what time and it's ended up with people being lined and on that as well so uh, something that probably does need addressed at some point because it happens all the time
0: Yeah we'll, t- we'll, we'll stick on the whole um, rules and referees thing we'll get this cleared up before we talk about the matches like I mean this new rule right so the penalty for a foul inside the 20 metre line anywhere inside the 20 metre line amazingly um, or the arc um it's on trial for this year. That is the only save. We all, might only have to put up with this for one year because, like, this this just doesn't work. This was voted in by Congress. A hurling referee, Willie Barrett, proposed this. And I went to the Standing Committee on Playing Rules and they okayed it. Then I went to Congress. It was voted in by 168 votes to 108. This whole debate was around hurling cynical play, lads, if you remember this, because it was creeping into hurling. Now, hurling people push back very, very hard... On the black card because they saw how much controversy it caused in Gaelic football. And a compromise that came up was hurling needed to do something and let's make it a foul inside there or the arc and we'll kind of clean this thing up with hurling. How it's come to a situation that this has just been pushed into Gaelic football. We had the sin bin, which was an improvement on the black card. It was a deterrent to get to, to cynically foul anywhere because you're, you're now putting your team down to 14 men. We didn't need this. We didn't need this uh, rule at all and we're after seeing examples now all weekend of silly, silly examples of it. Like Fergal Lennon, like I mean on on Mullen. Was Was that a clear goal scoring opportunity? Nonsense. Now a referee, Johnny, a referee has to decide what a clear goal scoring opportunity is. I've played in the forwards for at least for half my career. I would not be able to tell when a clear goal scoring opportunity for Bernard Brogan or one of the very top forwards because I wasn't in their class. How can a referee who maybe played junior football be able to de- determine when a goal is on and when it's not and be able to give a penalty? For, you're running in along the feckin' sideline, Johnny. How do you know if there's a goal on? Like, I mean, and you're pulled down. That's just a sin bin and you're off. Yeah. What are they doing messing with giving penalties away for
2: these things for? I... This, I... I uh It's hard to know where to start with this. Um, The first thing I have a problem with, but I'm not the first cousin of an idea, have I, on Hurling, I wouldn't even pretend to. But, like, we're hearing it, oh, we have to clean up our games, we have to clean up. Why? What's wrong with our games? Hurling, you know, is a great game. All right, the, the, the analysis will get into the detail that I won't understand, but to me, to sit down and watch a good Hurling game is great. Our football game, okay, there's little tweaks in that, but we bring in a big this big rule to us. nobody understands, everyone's half guessing, officials are not really sure, and it's just a mess, and I guarantee you, this time next week, we'll be talking about more incidents, and in fairness to referees, and we can be critical of them, like, they've so much to be looking after, they've so much to try see, you know, we're after talking the last time, about looking to see who the aggressor is, like, it's nearly gone to an impossible job for referees, Um, so I, I just don't know, where these rules come from, and, we have a good game. Why keep looking to change it all the time? Like, have we gone three consecutive years without a rule change in the last twenty? I'd say we'd probably struggled Um and this one probably, you know, it's it's the joker in the pack, really, isn't it? it I, I think it is. And even even the the the, the first one, the stack,
0: the Brian stack. Um, foul on Paddy Small like I'd say the goalkeeper could have come out and smothered that uh, Collie because like Paddy hadn't full control of it he just kind of put an extra bounce on it who's to know like I mean that's a sin bin it's not a penalty it wasn't inside the area let's just go back to the old rules Brian Stack still goes to the line we're just not met I think this is going to dominate the the bloody analysis for the year unfortunately Collie
1: That definitely is Um, whenever I sort of first heard it I automatically go my first thoughts were this is such a going to be such a subjective uh thing for and um, like as johnny said the referees have a hard enough job to, to make certain calls the Rules are continuously changing to bring something like this in which involves uh you know it's it fired inside the 20 meters clear goal. what is a clear goal scoring opportunity whether there's men coming from the other side whether there's a goalkeeper being able to come out to stop that yeah um you know, whether he has control of the ball or not it, like, there's just so many factors coming in here that the referee has to consider. Like, how can he make that in real time? I hate, like, there's no way this, is, this will be, read. Right, this will be every single week, there will be every single game this will happen, rightly or wrongly, and I, I don't see how you, how you fix it, unless you bring in VAR, uh, which, which I don't even think would work. It's, it's just yeah. crazy to think that something like this and, and define seemed, games I... fairly easy.
2: Sorry, Collie. A, t- a team is going to be a, a team is going to be beaten in the championship because of this rule a team that's you know and like that's to say ah well you know you can shug it off or say ah well sure, look at, they won't go on any further but this is a group of people that are putting and we talked with we were talking off off air there about you know being in that GA bubble and like there's so much goes into it to be beaten by a stupid rule because it's going to happen like before the championship's over yeah. it's just like whatever bro. and yes of course there, there's loads of times you're beating fair and square but there is a team going to exit the championship because of a harsh harsh of a rule that's brought in that we don't yeah. know really why it was born in most referees probably if they're honest you know are not really sure what way they should call it they look at it after and think, thinking oh Jenny I mean, they mightn't admit to it but was that a goal Mm -hmm. opportunity or not it's just it's farcical
0: that's the thing and in hurling to be fair
2: like anywhere
0: in that area is a goal scoring opportunity hurling with the speed of that ball you'll just whack it so you can kind of see you can see some logic behind it for hurling Gaelic football didn't need it the GPA funnily enough spoke up against it at congress they didn't want it so we have a hurling referee we have congress administrators all one proposed it the others voted for it and now the players are stuck with it, Collie. Like, when nobody asked it, I don't remember one pundit ever suggesting this was needed. I just can't get my head around it. Why was this pushed into Gaelic football? Like, I mean, it's been bad enough with, I, without this. I think,
2: <laughs> I laughed, I think it was, it was um, it was Kevin McStay said of the, Gal- or the Dublin when Carmen Costello put the penalty over the bar, he was nearly embarrassed by it, so he didn't even, he didn't even go for the goal. Oh, that's right. That was a yeah. foot block. That was yeah. a different
0: thing again. That, oh, was, yeah. that was like, that would un, <laughs> under the old rules. That was, you know, it looked a harsh foot block oh, to me. Stop. Um, I saw David Goff on yeah. Twitter explaining those ones, that if your foot, if your foot is going to block the arc of the foot, like, if your follow through is going to kick the foot, then it's a penalty. But if your follow through from the shot is going to miss the foot... That's not a penalty, right? That was kind of my understanding of it. His, his foot did look too far away, Collie, for that.
1: Yeah, look, it's again, similar similar one that in, every, in a lot of games you see over the year where is that a foot block, is it not? I don't think anybody actually knows the rule, uh, any players. It, it, whenever, whenever anyone blocks and their foot or even puts their legs out, automatically people are trading foot block penalty. And I don't think anybody actually really, you know, you, you're after describing the, what do you've seen as the rules. They probably didn't know that To be totally honest with you uh i don't think a lot of players do again a lot of sub- very subjective uh just just a bit like the you know the, the, the deliberate uh piece and thank god it's it's, it's only going to be on trial and I, I can't i can't imagine that it's going to go ahead and uh, going forward like um yes yeah. there's so many things that can go wrong with it as you said there could be games defined by this you imagine training all year for an ulster final and all Ireland, whatever it may be and uh, be decided or potentially by a really crazy decision like that uh, you know it would be it would take a lot of a lot of recovering to do if that happens so I, I don't see how this can go forward and there's just too many there's too many gray areas of it and you know even watching them games the weekend and saying I oh, thought you know derek canovans was his one was yeah. you know uh, there's, there's just so many like we were sitting in a room of lads watching the games and some were going yeah definitely some were saying no you know, and and you know, to a funny,
0: air, do you know funny you know funny thing Colly if that this new stupid rule hadn't been in there morgan would have got a sin bin for that that was a clear trip it's just the referee thought, in his head he was thinking of too many things so he was thinking penalties so when he said no i don't think it's a goal scoring opportunity he forgot I to give him yeah. the sin yeah. bin which if that was a sin bin offence because <laughs> he put his leg clearly up to trip up Canavan.
1: Yeah, and look at that that's that's, that's, a, that's a that's a difficult piece for the referees at the moment. There's just so much to deal with, and I don't blame any referee for making a wrong decision or not because uh, now don't get me wrong, if I was playing, I'd probably would be giving him a barrage in the year, but at, at the same time there's just there's so many things you have to deal with and he was probably thinking about the penalty, um, and then just missed it. And then people, you know, people after you were able to obviously were able to review things back and say, Look, how is that that given? But you know, they just have so much to deal with at the moment and I, I don't uh, you know, I think keeping keeping things as simple as possible, and um, you know, I say a lot of referees probably haven't played football at the highest level, and again, how how they're able to say, yeah, look, that's definitely a goal or not, uh, in terms of the goal score opportunity, you know, it just doesn't make sense.
0: No, it definitely doesn't. Anyways, listen, I, I, I just it's so uh, we'll go into part two. It's just so disappointing that we fixed the black card thing with the sin bin. It's it's um, a much better deterrent, like I said and there's much less controversy around it, and there's much less analysis, and all, all we heard for two years was bloody black card stuff, and then we throw in another one, un, unasked for, for another year. At we could go on the whole show given out about yeah. this. And,
2: and particularly the fact that we were just, like, it was waiting for, the, waiting for the the league to start, it was nearly when you were a child waiting for Christmas. It, it was so exciting, and here we are now. Do you know, we should be talking about so many other things over the weekend, and still we're down to this this rule that nobody really knows <laughs> why it's there or do you know it's just mad I, Yeah, I, I just can't get my head around it no me neither and we haven't even ta- spoken
0: about the marker. or we could be here for two <laughs> shows talking about that right we'll come back and we'll talk about a couple of the matches dear it's great to finally get the interview yeah oh, really yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you, why you, is it great why do you not do many interviews I don't know really I
2: what not
0: been asked to do a whole pile. really yeah have you ever rang me? I, mean, I know we spoke about the defensive side of things. If you're coming in and you want to be, if you want to be the Woolly Parkinson and and just play for yourself. And an intercounty corner forward isn't just hatching inside either. He's, no, you know no, he's yeah, Unfortunately for you, Wooly. <laughs> it won't last forever. You can ask ex-players that. You can ask, you know that yourself, Woolly. Yeah, um, mine never started at all. Yeah, well, that. that's, that's neither here nor there.
2: down the rocky road all the way to Dublin the
0: Yeah, so Les, we'll touch on Kerry Galway first and then we'll talk about Tyrone and, and Donegal. Like, I mean, Kerry, for all the talk about their brilliant forward play, uh, Collie, like, I mean, we know how good it was. Even defensively, they looked fairly solid. Like, I mean, you're a good man to talk about this. Jack Barry who was was doing that role, you know, that you did, did an awful lot, dropping back, helping the defence and not only did they look like they had loads of forwards left up the field, they also looked, and like the good teams are able to do this really, really well, they look like they have plenty of numbers back in defence, but also look like they're not actually taking too much away from their forward play Uh, explain that secret
1: to me I I can't because Turin probably didn't get that balance right uh, when I was playing and it's probably one of the things why Dublin have been so good um, over the years Um, and Kerry probably at the weekend showed a good example of it I obviously got an awful lot of flack last year for going into that defensive mode and really sucking men back up the pitch Um, and I I did see parts of it at the weekend where Kerry did have plenty of men behind the ball and were really playing from the halfway but the the difference I think that that they were able to achieve at the weekend was the, the new win to get back the new win to leave men up they had a balance they nearly were able to shift it um in real time they obviously have worked on this type of play and the only way you can do that is working in training in terms of scenarios and you know maybe 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 they've used the lockdown fairly well in terms of sending out information to players and how how they want to play but look they always seemed you know the game was fairly fairly straightforward from their point of view and when things were going well you always you always seem like you you know you have plenty of players up the pitch but the the balance for me was key um that that they were able to drop back sucked Galway in at times and they still were able to get back at the pitch and, you know, obviously using their kick pass and what I'm sure we'd want to speak about but the balance from at- from defence to attack really worked well and that's-, that's what all teams are probably striving for the- at this current time and making sure they're not conceding goals and leaking goals at the back but being able to have a presence up front and make sure to get the scores. And that's, they did that well. Do
0: yeah, and, and the, the important thing for me is always that when you're leaving forwards up there, like my, for me, four is the magic number, if you can at all, because some of them get sucked down following their men. But like Gini, Spillane and Clifford never left inside the, the 45, right? Or even inside the 21 a lot of the time. And then one of Sean O'Shea, um, Paddy Clifford or Moynihan would be there as as if they turn over the ball now we have a kick pass on so we have someone on the half forward line that can get that first ball and we're always left free wherever the Galway players were doing like we'll talk about that in a minute it was crazy it was very easy for Kerry but with two midfielders and two extra forwards back that's enough Johnny really isn't it you know like it's enough to get a turnover and the great thing is when you get the turnover then the kick passes on. Let's get it down, that feeler. Let's these four on five, you know, work their magic.
2: Yeah, and I think Kerry went back to being to being Kerry at the weekend. I know I, I listened to, to Paul Kerrigan on on the show um, last week, and he talked about you know maybe the old Kerry team and the way um, Declan O'Sullivan would have been always a presence on that half hour And times dropped deep, but would have worked sideline to sideline. So yeah, Donica Walsh. Donica yeah. Walsh was the other guy he mentioned. Is right. So that that's you know, you have to. What I, what I feel happens, and I, I'd be a little bit critical at times when, you know, obviously in Kildare, you'd be looking at. We get back, we, you know, you look to be, we well, are working hard, but you know, we're not working smart. And then, you know, you, you get the ball, you maybe turn it over. And if that kick pass, which Kerry are really, really good at, that, that kick pass to find the man, yeah. and, and a lot of the time to carry forwards, you know, I always think of forwards, his work should only start when he gets the ball. You know, so you see so many things the biggest job is actually they're after making a, a huge lung burst and run they get it maybe down at their knees next thing there's a man top next thing there's someone else on them and, and by the time they actually they just fit to hand pass it off Kerry are able to move that ball really really slick into their you know and they play with that. whether if if Shea drops um, drops back someone else will, will fill that you know there was always presence in that and Pauly Clifford yeah. came that little bit um, yeah. bit deeper you know linked the full forward line and the half forward line really well and turned on his heel like if you look at his goal he just came tr- you know from that centre half forward position with a burst a huge burst of pace took the ball and, and um, you know finished it brilliantly to the net so I think they got that really really well Um, the, the, you know the, the, the to me Kerry played to their strengths at the weekend now where were where were Galway, and we'll never know that, and that's not, I suppose, that's not, and Kerry, Kerry can't do anything about that, but, you know, to put up the score that they did, um, they defended really well, you know, kept, kept Galway, um, to a, to a low enough score, and, and put big scores on the board. They played to their strengths, at the way, and that's without Paul Gainey scoring, who's, you know, on his day as a top, one of the top class forwards in the country, so, yeah you know, at the moment they're they're in a really good position.
0: They're they're in a really good a good position but I suppose not to read too much into it because when they play against Dublin they won't get that kind of freedom up there next week Colly but like I mean it was funny from Galway like like Clifford and Minahan just seemed like there was nobody marking them. So like I would say fair enough you want to let them on a little bit that's fine but at least cover the full forward line. They were doing neither mark they were neither going out to mark their men nor were they covering so they were it was just bizarre. It was like Galway were drugged or something drugged in a bad way uh,
1: <laughs> it, 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 it definitely was strange um, and I suppose when, when Kerry got on top uh, they, 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 they proceeded to put an awful lot of pressure on Galway and uh, even from their kickouts and whatnot and that's probably probably one of the positives that the have from them that whenever they got in front and sort of put, put playing that, plan that pressure um, they didn't drop off they didn't sag back at all they just kept pressing and then I think a couple of goals maybe came from kickouts from Galway kickouts and you know yeah, it was fairly, fairly impressive to see Galway in that. I, I genuinely don't know whether, whether I was trying to work it out. One are they actually in a full defensive shape? Were they were going to go man to man at certain points here? Do you know, it, it was very, very difficult. And they looked like they were just running all over the place, and there was men free. Now to be very fair, a lot a, a lot of, a lot of pieces of play were very impressive, and especially around the, the hard runs coming, coming on, um, from everywhere. So. Um, Gavin White one time made a run and he was creating space. He was doing was moving the ball by defense to create space for the forwards to get, you know, to get into position and whatnot. And that ultimately just left holes absolutely everywhere because Kerry were cutting through them. And you know, it looked. That's what made it probably look so easy. And look, why look, look, look Clifford, and these guys were sort of just topping over points for fun because a lot of the guys were doing an awful lot of work. Um, you know, coming from deep and trying to move the ball away defense.
0: In in it was Johnny Heaney that. Uh he paid the price he he got the roasting by Paulie Clifford I'm fairly sure it's hard to tell sometimes on television you'd prefer to be at the at the game it looks like he got to run around by him no interest in marking and it was Gary O'Donnell trying to pick up mine, and just, just just weren't marking them and that was it like and they ca- they caused all the damage cuz they were popping up free Sean O'Shea popped up free for the Clifford goal who was marking him you know you had uh <coughs> Dylan McHugh in, on his debut like just looked like the half-back line, had no interest in marking these three and these three play-made and they made the inside look well. When you're winning uh, in the half-forward line, your full forward
2: line's running amok and that's, that's always been the way. Yeah, and, and sometimes I think, you know, and it was difficult to see what way Galway were set up um, looking at it on the telly. It was, you know, they were, they were nearly like a, a drunk boxer. You know, they couldn't, no matter what, they were running, they were Everywhere, but nobody, no structure or no. But when I think when that happens, you you need to go back to basics. And and like at the end of the day, you know we we talk about systems, we talk about you know the transition and all those things, and they're fine. But when things are not going well, I think. The fundamentals of the game haven't changed. I've got to say, you know, am I, add, what can I do to add positivity to this team? And to me, if I'm a defender, I've got to take responsibility for my man. You know, when you, you nearly have to go back to basics and say, I'm Mark and Dara at mine. Now, it's easier said than done. He's, you know, he's, he's a very lively player and he's running the whole thing, But I'm gonna, I'm gonna nullify this man as as much as I can. Now, albeit there's decisions to be made if he's, you know, you can't just follow him to the corner back position and leave the defence behind you. But if he's going down the field, you say, right, I'm gonna let him down. I'm gonna sit here on, you know, on our 165. And when he comes, I'm gonna have to meet him at some stage. I think Galway were nearly, you know, everybody was running, but nobody was actually doing anything. Um, and mm-hmm. I, that sometimes, you know, we've all fallen into that trap at times. When when a game is going against you, it's nearly the snowball effect, and and, and the more you try, the worse you, the worse you get. And I think that's some of the things that happened to Galway. You would imagine that players at that caliber would, you know, would have think, thought about the game. And yes, there was a good bit of inexperience within the Galway setup. But you say, okay, what am I doing here? You know, I'm playing in this position. I'm I'm we're struggling here defensively. I'm going to take. Seamus Shea and I'm going to stick with him Shauna Shea, or Seamus yeah. Shea and I'm going to stick with him um, and, and at least then I've, I've I've added some positivity towards the thing and if yeah. enough people do
1: yeah. that I've, I think the difficulty sometimes is that and it looked a wee bit like for Galway at the beginning they were caught between two stools they were at like one rate right, are we going to man on man to some of these guys are we going to just defend it a bunch you know And as you say Johnny are they picking them up whenever they come into the dangerous areas I think that sort of, that sort of lack of uh organization of just what they were doing. You know, uh you know, if, if they if it goes on if someone was on a man mark Shimmy or Sean Shea a spine um and then they start man marking, but then that leaves gaps in the in the defence. And again if everyone's going back into the 65 or 45 in defense, and defending, then you know it's just everyone's free. So I think they're really caught between half a halfway house and that's I think that's what sort of happened. They just they, some of them didn't know what they were doing, some of them were man marking, some of them were just letting boys go. Uh, and then it just result came of holes everywhere. And yeah, ultimately, uh, but, that's but really some, the came from.
2: sometimes I feel like from from a defensive point of view, you know, if you're you're getting lads back and you can like we threw up a clip, we can say loads of lads got in Galway, lads back, but who's doing what? And there's you know, you have to take responsibility to say. I've done something here when I've got back. It mightn't be what, what we want but I've, I've made a contribution whether it's a case of saying right, I've took the nearest man to me and I know that sounds very basic it's nearly under 14 stuff but it hasn't changed. Like, the house is on fire and they did nothing. Yeah. At least if they'd said well look, we went man to man we didn't put out the fire but yeah. at least we tried something. I just think they just let the whole thing go and in the end they just give up Yeah they
0: did, one, they did neither one nor the Absolutely. other and they didn't look like they were trying now they were a total mess um, now they were missing they're missing Ian Burke and Michal Daly who are two of their better forwards like I mean intelligent forwards and they're gone for the year so is Varley um, Tom Flynn Killy McDade and John Daly they're all three guaranteed starters one centre back one wing back one midfield and they're gone as well so they're not at their full strength but it'd be interesting to ask you about this lads you, you mentioned Collie when they hammered G Um, last year Damien Comer was 11 and Shane Walsh was 14 and Shane Walsh was running a muck back then as a 14 Comer then as a kind of a battering ram from 11 maybe running up to support but a good physical presence out around the centre half four position I don't think it worked the other day I don't think Comer's a good enough finisher when he's at 14 he's too tempted to to be trying to finish and I think Shane Walsh starting in the corner is madness because he came out drifting and now instead of drifting with a full back on him or a centre back on him, he's got a corner back stuck beside him for the whole of the time. <laughs> like nobody, hey, you tell me, you start me full forward. I'll do a good job for you because I'm marking a full back. And let's be honest, full backs don't mark you that tightly, Johnny. If you put, played me corner forward, I was dreadful because you have a specialist corner back, you know, and sometimes you might drift out the field and you say, oh, jeez, I'll get a bit of freedom out here. The corner back is following you out there and suddenly you can't even get a handy hand pass.
2: Yeah, and, and I think I don't think Gal will have the luxury to play those two lads in the one line. To be honest with you, no. Um You know, you, you, like they're they're big, they're two big players. You know, at the moment, at, from a forward point of view, albeit that brings something different, both and bring something different. To me, you you have to have them one in each line, um, and I think I don't think that worked. Like Shane Walsh, you know, we know the player that he he can be. He's he's captain of the team, um, but again. He just he struggled to get. Now maybe you know there is games that just go like that, um, but again he didn't get on ball. Like you know if if you need to get your big players on the ball as much as possible, and and from a point of view of, of you know he's he's the one man that sort of makes him take. He runs at the defenses, um, and uh, if if I was Paulie Joyce I'd have been saying a half time. Look, at, you need to get the ball. When you get the ball, you need to see where um, Shane Walsh is and, and Shane Walsh needs to come looking for that ball and, and let's start making things happen in the forward because they were, they were really rudderless in the forwards. Um, yeah. for, no, you know they were yeah. but
0: to be fair to them they were destroyed in midfield Peter Cook was another one off at 27 minutes and Burner Power for some mad reason with the win Collie was going short with nearly all of his kickouts when Kerry had a very aggressive press on so like I mean in Colmer and Walsh's defence and stuff like I mean you're being destroyed like that you're not getting the supply yeah. ball and you're trying too hard at that stage
1: yeah like they were living off scraps and look i i do think whether they're if johnny's right need, you need one on each line and like at the very least you want shane watch picking up the ball or comer and a drawn drawn two or three men defenders to him. because ultimately once they get the ball people start alarm bells start ringing the team and team's defenders and they start running towards guys to stop them but ultimately you need your midfielders you need your you know the rest of your half forward line or full forward line feeding off that to get scores and that probably wasn't happening um at the weekend. So. Were their best place probably? You know, we'll find out over over the coming weeks. And obviously, didn't probably do themselves justice at uh, the weekend. But again, um, yeah, look, they were living off, you know, they were living off scraps of Kerry did, Kerry. and carry to carry. And they you know, people talk about carry defence, and uh, you know, sort of it hasn't been tested and uh, and whatnot. So it'll be interesting to see um, how how that pans out. But look, I do think them guys will come to come come to the party in the coming weeks. Um, but again, Galway, you know. There's a lot of a lot of searching to do over the next uh you know, coming for next week. And I do think they'll respond. I do think they'll get you know, after a, a drop on the gap, you do at the very least, uh pop the head down and go right lads. You nearly you just hit the panic button, you go back in the right there's no doubt they'll have a meeting um this week to say, How are we going to see? And just let's go through that tape uh fine detail. Um and at the very least you'll probably see a different dollway team next week in terms of having that sort of succinct, uh, whether it's man-on-man, whether it's a blanket defense, whatever they do. I'd say they'll be a lot better
0: organized going forward Yeah okay we'll talk about Tyrone here Collie and I'll go go to you first with this because like I mean 10 points all at half time and I couldn't believe what I was watching I just thought it was a brilliant brilliant game and I know I was talking um, about Tommaso Shea highlighting the the kicks that went astray for Tyrone but a lot of them went well and it was a clear game plan and I know you flirted with this a little bit a couple of years ago with Kyle McShane a full forward but you you only had one target back then and you were very predictable and Donegal stuck McFadden in front of him and messed messed you up but there's variety up there now. It's not just one fella you're kicking it to. And that's an important distinction from when you tried to kick it before. There's different, you know, there, I know Connor McKenna is the is the main target, but he can win different type of ball in the corners and things. It's a clear tactic to get the ball in there. Um, and here's the thing. Just because some kicks go astray, if you play a slow, patient build-up through the hand pass, you're not, not every attack that way works. At least with a kick pass, you're losing it in the full... In the full back line, and you're well. You're facing them coming out. Do you know what I mean, Collie? So if, like, if a if a if a patient build up through the hand goes astray, sometimes it can be the half forward line that breaks down, and you're you're vulnerable to a counter attack. I I I was disappointed that Tomas wanted to point out the kicks that went astray because when are you going to cut mistakes out of any game? Like, I mean, it's their first game back after three only probably three weeks training. A lot of it went well. A lot of it went bad. What is wrong with taking a risk with a kick? The risk—you re- have to weigh up the risk reward.
1: It, it's probably something that Tyrone have lacked, um, like last five years, ten years. You know, like there really was a real—you know—Tron are a running team. They play the short hand passes, and that's it, they don't kick the ball, and, and that's what's been happening for years there. So, no doubt, Fergal and Brands come in to say, "Look, lads." You know, you have to start taking risks, and I think that was we, we were nearly playing within ourselves the last number of years. We we're saying, look, we really don't want to give the ball away, and the reason probably being we played very defensively. We put in an awful lot of work, a lot of half forwards and stuff. We put in an awful lot of work. You didn't want to give it away, give it away cheaply from a kick pass. Your you know teams are coming back down on top of you. So right. this is obviously a, a very deliberate piece that the guys come in now saying, look, lads, we have to sort of expand our play. We're too one dimensional. The thing about Toronto at the minute is that there's so many, we're, we're sort of blessed at the moment because we have so many different forwards and so many so many quality forwards. We didn't see Darren McCurry at the weekend, obviously, Kehan McShane has to come back in. Uh, you know, the, the most difficult piece for Toronto at the minute, I think, is finding that, uh, that sort of best six yeah. in terms of the forward line. How, like, far, like how, is, the weekend
0: how, how far yeah. is McShane away?
1: Good question. Um, I met him a bit a month ago, and he didn't give too much away. So I genuinely because he thinks I'm going to leak it, but <laughs> I, I genuinely don't know how far he is away. But uh, look, I, I do think that we are blessed at the moment. Uh, we have a lot of inside forwards who can kill the ball. So whether it's McShane, uh, Connor McKenna whether it's even Mark Bradley, whether it's like even Matty Donnelly, is like my personal opinion, is a brilliant full forward. Uh, you know, we have yeah. guys now that can win the ball. We've plenty of runners uh, in the team as well that can come off. So, Turum have to try this. Like at the end of the day, we've done it. We haven't done it for years. We have to start kicking the ball. in. yes, there'll be mistakes. Yes, you'll kick the ball away. There'll be speculative uh, balls going in. And yeah, it's fair enough. You can analyze it to death and say that wasn't good. But how are you going to get better? Um, and how you, you have to keep hammering at home and. Once the big days, I do think, you know, it, it, once the big days come and spaces are there and they're used to that kicking environment again, because you've got to remember we've been nearly programmed in a way for years there yeah. playing run, 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 run and short fist pass, short fist pass. Like it's very difficult to change that mindset and change that and even with the defensive style, you know, the guys, Brian and Fergal and Pete, Peter Ronley and Joe they've, they've got a they've got a job in their hands to change that mindset of the players already who've been there for years because you could use the play in a certain way and sometimes it's fairly difficult to
0: choose. Yeah, I remember when Liam Cairns took us over after Mick O'Dwyer, we would have been a, a much more running team under Mick o. Not because he told us to play like that. It seemed to be a lot of the t- the players' kind of natural game from the clubs they were with. And Liam Cairns wanted us to go a lot more direct. The lads were wondering like this, what, what are we meant to do here? Do we?" You know, yeah. it took a while before they hopped they yeah. onto it. So, so it definitely will. The four forwards I would have for Tyrone is McShane and Donnelly. And Connor McHugh and uh, Connor McKenna and uh Paul Donaghy that's some four forwards to be leaving up there you're two working lads then, and you know that's a serious four to be to be messing around with Johnny
2: yeah particularly the the two boys inside um who are who are ball winners you know um it's just that's I think that's going to be the key for Tyrone it's just to get that balance right and and which which set of forwards are going to work best together um because the talent is there there's no doubt about it and, and I do agree you know it's very easy to, to to come in and say we're going to play a different style but if you're you're nearly programmed and you know it just it is going to take time but it's something that I think the two the two lads to come in you know if they believe in it enough they'll structure the training to, to encourage that um, to be to be a bit more expansive and I think in time you, Tyrone will will reap the rewards of it because you know they have the forwards they have the ball winners inside and and me that's they are the two key ingredients, and you know albeit you, you have the likes of Darren McCurry and these these are good finishers um, when, when they get the ball um, in front of the goal so I, I think it's just it 's going to be a little bit of patience and um, you know we see lots of lots of examples of of their good long distance pass we 've seen a few go straight, but as you say that 's going to happen um Rustiness number one, and and then again the fact that they you know it's not a game plan they've, they've been used to over the last number of years. So I think if if they stick with it, if they believe in it enough, and and as a structure structure their, their training and allow, and maybe the supporters are going to have to allow for a little bit of a you know a, a rocky road for the next the next uh, couple of league games. That um, but I think that the, the shoots are there. There's a little bit of green shoots there, and I think they should they should stick with it. It, it will it'll stand to them.
0: Yeah, it's, it's mad. No full time sweeper either. McGarry getting back helping out, but that actually he retired but I, I, I don't want to talk about the midfield they probably are a little bit struggling in midfield Matt, I don't think Matty's as mobile as he used to be uh, Collie and I think maybe the full forward line might might suit him Kennedy taken off I, I'll talk to you about that again because I want to talk to you about Peter Hart he started centre half back he looked like he was playing man and O'Donnell and it, did he go left half back in the second half he looked to get a bit more freedom and go forward a, a little bit but uh, I don't know sure, like, centre half back is a very specialised position surely left half back is is going to suit him better
1: yeah possibly Um, it didn't surprise me actually that that, that Pity started at 6 because the theme for the last number of years of Pity is that you know when you give him space uh, and he's you know he's he's got that space he's able to do a lot of damage but we've had too many games with Hart that he's got a man marker's put on him yeah. um, and just nullified him. And he's too; it he was too important for us for that to happen in games, and it, it was happening. So, whenever I see him starting out at six, I says, "You know what? This is not a bad, not a bad shout because you know he obviously have his defensive duties, but at the same time, he's him a bit of freedom to go forward and you know come from, come from deep um, and get on the ball now. It probably didn't happen as much as he would have liked at the weekend, um, and yeah, possibly you know moving the the left half or right half wherever he wants to play could, could free him up a wee bit and give him that much freedom but I think what they're trying to do there is look this guy's really important to his team he needs to be on the ball he needs to be dictating play yeah. you know getting forward uh, kicking like he's a brilliant kick passer as well so you know he's looking for them passes inside to the McKenna's and McShane's and, and they want him doing that so I, I do think a bit like the kick passing piece I do think it's probably not a bad position for him um and because we probably have an abundance of forwards, it, it makes sense to drop him back in. But it will take him a wee bit of time again to probably adjust that, that role. Um, so that's probably not his natural position. But he did, I uh, he thought he had a fairly solid performance. You know, he you know he did he made a couple of good tackles. And but again, but what Fergon and Brian want him is to have a lot of influence coming from the back and, and really driving forward and putting teams in the back foot um, so that'll, that, to say that'll I think that'll come in, in, uh, as the weeks go by
0: Yeah maybe, maybe it will like I mean for me I would go Hart one wing Sludden the other wing like all these top teams like look at Morgan and look at McHugh like you need that danger from wing back I don't see Tyrone having that at the moment and with Hart and Sludden because both of them I think played wing backs as or I think Sludden played centre back as a minor there wouldn't yeah. be there wouldn't be any and their experience in the forwards under yeah. Mickey
2: Hart to be playing a simple Role anyway. Yeah, and and that that um you know when they're when they're on the attack they're driving from the back as well and like that they know where the, they know where the posts are like you know when and and I think this is the this is when you know we'll talk about we talked about Kerry we talk about Dublin you know it's it's mani- it's that game management when it's when it's on the kick even if it's won, there's times and you'll see Dublin doing it they'll. They'll, they'll win it inside the fourteen, and all of a sudden then it's back around the midfield because not you know they've kept possession, and if you if if you recycle and you've 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 the likes of Peter Hart coming in. He'll kick from distance as well, and you know I I I'd, I'd agree with Colin in in that regard. I think he's too much of a key player to have him tied up, maybe arm wrestling with a with a wing half back. You know, trying to nullify him out of the game. I think he will get a bit more freedom, and like you know, he's he mixes everything that's good about the game. You know, he's a good distrib- distributor. He can play it. He can carry the ball. He's he's physically very strong, even though he doesn't look like it. He's very hard to dispossess. I, I I played him in a couple of times. You know, he's, and he's, he he covers ground. He's, he's a pacey player. So, you know, I, I certainly think in the half-back. And plus, the other side of it is, you know, sometimes when, when a player gets gets a new position, it's nearly breathes life into him again. You know, that's, uh, God, and, and you've just changed the way you're viewing the game. You're tr- looking to learn again. And you can play with that that um, bit of I suppose you know you've re- you have nearly re- rejuvenated him and such and I-, I think he'd benefit from that
0: Yeah no I definitely will Toronto definitely interesting to keep her eye on um, over the course of the league because they have plenty of games maybe to get it right before the championship um, we'll leave it there lads and we'll come back with performance of the weekend <laughs>
2: He gave me back then was he, we were in the Glen Royal on a night out, and he, I'd never met him before. And he put his arm around me and he said, You won't go too far wrong if you win the ball and give it to me. I said, All right, well, okay. It
0: great advice. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, so performance of the weekend. We know David Clifford won and he just won barely by Paul Donaghy who impressed everybody. Paul Donaghy's only 21. Um, by the way, so listen, really excited um, to see more of him, Michael Murphy, lads. Just a, a what can you say about him? Fifteenth season, mm-hmm. and what I can't, what I just can't comprehend. Like, there's not much more we can say about Michael Murphy. Like, I mean, he's been doing it for so long. He's a, he's he's a complete gentleman. Although he plays on the edge on the field, he's able to get that balance of being a total nice guy, but also an assassin when you yeah. get near him on the field with the closed fist. But like, I mean, he's such a big unit, Collie right? He's a big man. I'm sure staying in great shape, you know, is more of a struggle for him. He's in his 15th season. He's he's done it all in the game. And this lad is coming back in the very first league game. And he's playing at full forward, doing his job, coming out to midfield, running the show, kicking the last score. Like, I mean, it's a phenomenal kind of example to any player Michael Murphy is.
1: Yeah, look, there's not much that can be said about uh, Michael Murphy. Like, he's, he's also going to go down as one of the greatest in the game. And what really impressed me at the weekend was when Donegal needed him. Um, you know, Throne had kept in touch and were, you know, obviously Throne would have set out uh, to really hamper Michael Murphy and Patrick McGrady in and the and McHughes of this game. And Murphy just seemed, whenever the pressure was on, whatever they needed a score, whatever they needed a big lift uh, or get him, you know, whenever Donegal was struggling at all, he always seemed to be there in the mix, whether it was, you know, link and play, whether it was getting, you know, as you say, the fine score and getting other scores. Look, he's a mountain of a man. He takes a serious amount of watching, even with people going man on man. And that's probably the key thing that how, how impressive he actually is. Teams are going out every single day setting up game plans to stop him and going, how are we going to stop him? Are we going to man mark him? Are we going to double team him? Are we just going to go, uh, you know, like, and to be fair, Throne have had some joy with him over the years, but ultimately he just keeps coming back every single time. You know, we think we've worked him out. Um, you know, I remember a couple of years back where we had potty Hampshire on him and he'd done a very good job on him. But in that same day, maybe myself and a couple of other guys were noted to try and make sure and run into him and, you know, get, you know, just try and put him off his game as much as possible. And Like, that's the type of stuff we were setting up to try and actually, you know, just to, to, to stifle him because he was that good. And, um, but again, at the weekend, again, he was just class. And, uh, you know, it pains me to see it. But at the same time, you have to give credit and respect to somebody that's you know, has got that hunger every single time he goes out, and knows uh, how the lead. And you know, when when the chips are down, he's going to be there, and he delivers. So, um, yeah, like a f- phenomenal start for him uh, this week.
0: I like that one. A uh, few of us were detailed to run into him, <laughs> yeah, asking how he is. <laughs>
1: Hey, don't, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, one of you well, said he's a very nice guy, I think I fully agree with you, uh, but on the pitch he knows how to He, knows well, he, how he does. himself yeah, too, he so
0: there's nothing wrong It's a funny one, Kieran McKeever was on the show here um, before the lockdown and he said that before McGuinness got his hands on Murphy, you, you could rattle Murphy, you could get inside his head, there was a softness about him he thought and they used to kind of bully him. And he says, when McGuinness came in, he says, he tried it one day. And he says, let's just say me and, uh, there was a couple of us holding our jaws on the, on the bus on the way home. So, uh, Murphy had got that kind of, um, edge to his game. In the Dublin, uh, Roscommon game, Carmack Costello got 113. Like, I mean, how that man, we talk about patience is still going, you know, on any other team in Leinster, definitely he'd be the main man. Um, there's no doubt about that. His free taking is outstanding. He would be, the, he would definitely be the main free taker. Um, one thirteen was really good. Three of that came from play. Um, he missed a penalty, put it off the post. But now Scully, I thought, was the best player on show for for Dublin. Like winning breaks, popping up free, moves it on quickly through the foot. He got Dublin's kind of flow going. Um, by you know kick passes in to the full forward line, and usually usually uses the foot actually. And another lad like Clifford and like uh like Minahan. Always seems to be able to pop up as that link man
2: unmarked and then moves it on again, you know he kind of makes Dublin tick a little bit Johnny at the moment, yeah he does and he he has a, he is like he everything in the locker he's he's extremely fit as well, and I think a lot of the time you know if if you put a player cam on the likes of Scully you just you just see the work he does to get free you know he and and, and it's that sort of Constant moving, 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 and all it takes is a defender to, you know, take take his eye off for a split second, and he's gone. Um, and he could make three or four runs and not get the ball. And all of a sudden, then on, on the fifth run, he's lost his man, got his yard on him, and all of a sudden, he looks like he's in, in acres of space. But he's he's, he's constantly moving, mm. uh, and he does the simple thing very well. Like most good players, to yeah. be fair, he does the simple thing really well. You like you never see him trying to do anything, um, you know, that sort of. You wouldn't expect from him, you know. He yeah. just plays it nice and simple. Well, none of the Dublin players well, try spectacular stuff, yeah. Don't? They're
0: very, very uh, safe, they're very skillful, but there's none of them going for a point from the corner flag. No, no, very,
2: very seldom, very seldom you see it. And I suppose maybe that's that's part of the Jim Gavin thing of, you know, creating, um, I suppose, the competition within the squad that, you know, you don't. Do stuff away to make yourself maybe look better or whatever the case would be because if you do, there'll be someone else in that's going to play to the game plan if you're not willing to play it. And I think he's created that. and that's that's a hard thing to do, but I think it's it's um it's something they're programmed to do. But certainly uh, yesterday Scully you know, he was he was everywhere. Um and and along like you know, listen, any day that you go out, whether it be club uh, or county and, and kick 113 is phenomenal like I've never kicked 113 in my life do <laughs> you know in a game ever I didn't in a season yeah. Johnny <laughs> or maybe across my but network. like yeah. so like and here you are a National League game away from home against Roscommon who are you know alright they're, they're a, a level below um, but they're they're no they're no um, you know, pushover either, and and they were competitive for for a lot of that game. Even though you never felt they were going to win it, but they still kicked some some really good scores. So like, that's a phenomenal performance to to tick And it, you know, like you're thinking about Karmakosla, he's he's one of these players. For, when you're on the outside, you say, yeah, he's coming, he'll, he'll arrive, he'll arrive. And like, he's he must be twenty eight or twenty nine, early at this stage, and yeah. he can never nail down a position, um, which which must be very frustrating. Like, what more can he do? I know what more. Can, sometimes uh, I, I,
1: think think I don't get, I think the difference.
0: Sorry, Collie. Sometimes I don't give free takers enough credit. Like sometimes, when if I see one thirteen, I go, ah, yeah, well, what from play? Yeah, you know. And like, I mean, you were mentioning <laughs> Paul Donaghy, Collie, like he didn't have a free taker. Yeah. Then you see his freeze yesterday. And he just doesn't miss them, and it's a lovely security. And like one thirteen, someone who's not a good free taker there is getting maybe one seven, and you, you know, you're you're in a much stickier situation than you than you had been, Collie.
1: Yeah. Look. Uh, <sighs> A free taker is really important, and you know, we, I suppose Dublin probably are blessed in that they have plenty of good free takers, and probably in the buttons. And Cormac Costello probably has uh, fallen foul of that, you know, and not been able to nail down his position. And but up at home, we 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 were crying out for a, a real solid free taker for years, and you know, probably did cost us games. And then in, in, in the years gone by, but Scully is an interesting one for me because I really I can never really work out Scully, and that I, I I didn't think. For a couple of years, why he was there, and I'm sort of going, look, Dublin have got maybe Monday on the bench, and other guys on the bench, and yeah. I couldn't work it out. And but you see now what he did, del- what he brings, and I think he's probably one of the most important people that I took from the weekend. He's one of the most important people uh, in that Dublin team because he, he, he says everywhere he pops up, everywhere he sets up, so much play, he does the simple things well. He's very unselfish. You know, you need a guy like that on your team, um, and you know you can't all just be all out and out scoring forwards and in a front front six you need somebody like scully to go and get the ball and deliver it and go again and create spaces and yeah look the more i've looked and watched him over the, couple, the last couple of years especially at the weekend as well he, he just is really you know has been up the ranks in my ratings i just think you know this dublin team uh not that they would probably struggle with that but he, he's such an important player for them and uh when he's there i think they you know he just made things sort of
0: push on and thankful Yeah, and what I really appreciate about Scully is he doesn't seem to like you see Conor Callahan, you see a lot of the players, even Clifford, the, the arms are bulging out of their jerseys. Scully doesn't look like he does any weights at all, doesn't he? That like, no, I mean, he no. just he keeps his slim <laughs> yeah. uh, physique, and you I think know he's
2: wearing a large jersey. The rest of the world, he reminds
0: me of me about two thousand and three on my strength and conditioning <laughs> program. But like, I mean, listen, it, it, you don't always, you, maybe you don't always need that. Speaking of free takers, Jimmy Highland, um, he scored a brilliant. Goal. What I love about Jimmy Hyland there is there was a defender running across to cover the open side of the goal so he stuck it back across him. it kind of reminded me of tennis you know when someone's fi- yeah, kind f- of heading mi- one direction heading and, and you whip it back yeah. the other way yeah. I thought that was a lovely finish but uh, like I mean I think Jimmy Hyde he, scored, he got a brilliant mark underneath the stand where he actually scored it from the sideline yeah. I was around the time Kildare because I flicked away from the Kerry-Galwa game when it was over and I watched maybe 20 minutes of the second half of this and it, this, the, the 20 minutes I watched is when Kildare started taking it over Derek Irwin outstanding player like I mean he's the one kind of making that forward line tick. Unfortunately, uh, Daniel Flynn went off injured um, and he apparently had started really well. Kevin Feely, I saw the headlines last week saying that he's, you know, the Kieran Donoghue mode, he played out the field. Yeah. So that was completely ripped that kind of script up. Yeah. But like, if you're looking at Derek Irwin, Jimmy Hyland, Paul Cribben, Daniel Flynn, you're looking at four, to- if you're looking for four forwards potentially leave up there, you know, you're looking at fairly four fairly top level forwards there.
2: Yeah, um, certainly, certainly the, the, um Kerwin has been uh, like Dara's only only twenty and he he's struggled a little bit with, with um uh, with injury, you know, the last couple of years. But he's come into the team and fairness Jack has brought him in and um you know, for his debut season last year he was he was really prominent for Kildare yeah. and and uh, you know Obviously, he's been doing a good bit of work during the, during the lockdown. He's even he's a big man. Like Daryl, be six six one six two. You know, he's a big a big guy, but he looks to have got got stronger. And you know, even what I liked about him, you know, even when the game started, he was just fine in his range. He dropped one shot. He kicked a couple of ways but he didn't shy away from it. You know, he kept he kept going. He you know he's in there to score. He's he's two good feet. Um, which which Collie has alluded to earlier. You know it just makes such a difference and, and Jimmy Hyland the far side is the same so there you know and and Daniel Flynn started well got two scores but it's funny and I'm not saying it's because Daniel Flynn went off but when Daniel Flynn went off nearly and Neil Flynn came on Kader's k- kicked on I don't know whether it was a case of you know God. One or Daniel's gone now. Everyone has to up their performance, but they seem to kick on a bit. Um, and you know, it wasn't a complete performance beyond his stretch. Um, there was lots of mistakes, and um, but I thought they defended well. And when when they needed to kick on, they did kick on and got got some some good scores. A little bit critical, maybe to, to, to set back a little bit then, and, and you know, give give Cork a little bit of a let let them run at them, and, and they chipped off a few scores. But look, at, it's a young team, you know. You've 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 Alex burned in there. From Nace, he's he's still under twenty, now you know, um, for his debut, and you, you maybe contrast uh, the two debuts from from uh, Paddy who kicked ten points, and you know, Alex probably struggled a little bit, but he's a good player, and he, you know, I, I'd hope that to give him another another run out. Sometimes I think, you know, you you mentioned the and I know myself, my first day out, God, i I was I was brutal up and we played up and down, and I, I just after half time, Dwyer called me ashore. Um, and I thought that was it, but he threw you back in there and gave you that bit of confidence. I hope, I hope Jack does the same with, with Alex Burns because he is a good player. Um, so yes, there's there's. Uh there's a lot of you young, yeah, good young lads coming on there in Killester, so it is going to take a bit of time. But listen, it's two points on the board. You know, as a huge win, a big win. Yeah, it is a big win down, the, down the, in Cork. That was the hardest one. Yeah. yeah, Cork were I thought were very wasteful at times too. They, they, struggled, they struggled. for long periods. Um, Luke O'Connor is a big a big plus when he's not playing. I I, I think yeah, they, they struggle a bit. Oh, Luke Connolly, you Luke mean. Connolly. Sorry, Luke, Connolly, Luke Connolly, yeah. Connolly. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was in Turles actually because Cork lost their home advantage from the fecking uh, training on the beach and y'all oh, that. Yeah time in, in January Daniel Walsh deserves a mention here lads 1-2 on his debut from wing back like um, I mean uh, unbelievable stuff from him and, and the goal was an absolute screamer based off the highlights last night this is, this is a desperate loss for Leash lads like it was a hammering uh, clear without Gary Brennan one of the best midfielders in the country, never mind in, in Clare. Gordon Kelly, who's their go-to marker. Jamie Malone, who would get on any team in the country. He went off after four minutes and it was a practically full-strength leash team. like? Mike Quirk was scratching his head afterwards. He says, I wouldn't even classify it as a performance. We didn't get going at all. I'm not sure why we didn't play. It was re- no redeemable feature in that game for 75 minutes. I don't know, like Leash falling into the Galway category in a few. I think the likes of Leish and Galway were actually following the restrictions and loads of other teams that were playing <laughs> <Yeah>. well.
2: <laughs> Treading away.
0: I
1: think, yeah. I, I think that could happen. Like, I, I wouldn't be overly critical at this point. Um, I think there's, there's teams that will have, you know, will have struggled over that kind of thing. You know there's no probably magic formula when you just take a restart again and just go right, let's go back out, lads, and that's you know, everything's going to be right. And yeah, um, especially teams that are integrating new integrating new players and whatnot. So, um, it's hard, you probably can't put your finger on it yet. The, the true test will be how you bounce back, but like Galway, you know, how do you set up for next week and the week after? And ultimately, that's that's what teams are going to be doing. They're really planning for you know, where are we going to go here, um, for, for the summer. So, um, it's probably not time to hit the panic button yet. Um, first day out, um, but you know, at the end of the day, it might do no harm between Leach and Galway and whatnot. They'll be able to hit reset right away. There's no, you know, they're getting the shot that they need now, which is at the very beginning of the league, not for a few months down the line, it, or a few weeks down the line, whether the games uh, are obviously in the championship. So, uh, look, do you know? In a way, it could be there could be a silver lining here for these teams that they, they have to sort of. Go back to the drawing board and you know start
0: again. Yeah, last two uh, nominations for performance of the weekend. Tommy Conroy lads got one three for Mayo the other night. He set up the goal as well, so he was flying. It. Another fella looks a hell of a lot stronger this oh, year yeah. than he did. He Jesus, I don't know, was it, it a smaller good. jersey? Oh, but he, the arms were, were. He looked. He's after <clears> a lot of yeah. work in
2: the gym. My God, I couldn't believe it when I saw yeah. him. He's really filled out. He's looked so strong and so comfortable on the ball. Like he, he. There was a couple of times he just brushed, brushed uh, some of the down players to one side. He looked. He looked like he's after he's after enjoying enjoying his uh, time in the gym. The absolute. Lockdown, yeah. yeah, lockdown
0: weight. And and I have to say the the Mayo jersey and shorts are sensational as well. <laughs> I love the bit of red at the bottom of the <laughs> bottom of the shorts. Last one is Sean Quigley. Lad scored nine points. Kieran Corrigan got four from play. Cavan uh, were beaten, um, and Fermanagh were missing. Ryan Jones, Connell Jones, Jesus, they're their that's their midfielder midfielder full forward. Tomas Corrigan, their corner <laughs> forward, like all starters. Rory Corrigan, Che Cullen, Lee Cullen. All missing, beat the Ulster finalists. But get this stat before we leave here, Collie. Cavan have been drawn at home in the first round of the NFL three times this century. They've been away from home 18 times out of 21. And I think they've lost 16, <laughs> they've lost 16 of those games. Or they've only won five of those games. I think there was a few draws. I don't know. Like, I mean, what's conspiring against Cavan here in the National League?
1: Yeah, that wouldn't be a nice, that's not a nice stat to be, to be thrown out there. I don't know where you found that one Nick, like, but yeah, that's, uh, that, that's definitely not a That's the Pats uh, school Paul, stats. No, Paul, Paul, Fitzpatrick yes. from,
0: Paul Fitzpatrick from the Anglo-Celt uh, uh, tweeted it up. How do people get these stats and how much work they go into go into know. it? But I, Sean quickly, that's a big win for Fermanagh um, just to finish up on Collie because like I mean we know they're a very young team they deserve a hell of a lot of credit last year with all their issues with Covid and their issues about playing and and Ryan McManaman never complained or gave out or whinged. He, you know, he just got on with what he had. And you know, you'd almost be rooting for them this year a little bit.
1: Yeah, look, absolutely. I suppose from from had been in that game, obviously, f- are real underdogs. Um, and obviously, Calvin won the Championship last year, and would have expected a Calvin win. But look, and with Vermont, I'm missing a lot of a lot of their key key men over the last number of years, um, but look. Credit uh, Sean Quigley's a, as a massive player for them. Uh, when he's on, when he's play when he's in fair like that, you know, there's no stopping him. Um, so, look, fantastic to see that. And say, uh, Calvin probably will be scratching their heads a bit, like Leeson Galway as well. we We were fully expected to come and take that, the uh, and to win that game. But um, yeah, look, credit for 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 That was definitely. Definitely a good start to to the league campaign.
0: Yeah, it definitely was. Right, listen, performance of the weekend, we already said that's going to uh, David Clifford. Um, So that's it. Congratulations to him. We've run out of time, boys, because I have a hurling show to do. So thanks very much to COV, and we'll be back on Thursday and we'll talk to you all then. Good luck.
1: I'm not finished yet. It took me a long time
2: to get here. Both parents have spoken with each other and. um, they regret what happened, they've had a frank discussion with each other and both of them are keen to, to now focus on getting back their county journeys. But these fellas will get such a f-ing shit shot next Saturday evening that we'll put them
1: back in their houses for 10 years.